welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello and welcome to episode 254 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. We are talking today about that sneaking thought that is so often in the back of your mind of what if I can't lose weight? I hear this so much from the physicians I work with. I've experienced it and I've got thoughts about how you can address it. If you're trying to lose weight and you want yourself to take actions towards managing your weight, towards changing your eating, but you hold on to this belief of what if I can't actually do it? The result that this ends up having is it makes it really hard to take those actions. It puts a barrier. Like why would you say no to delicious looking food if ultimately it's not going to work anyways? So you end up not taking the actions consistently that will actually help get you to your goals. So this thought in its own, and again, super common, almost everybody has it. And we're going to talk about why it's so common. It gets in your way. Thinking, what if I can't lose weight will end up with the result of you probably not losing weight or you losing a little bit and then shifting back and regaining it because of how that belief system impacts how you feel about your weight loss journey and how that then impacts the actions that you take in your weight loss journey. So just before we get going, I'm recording this early on a Saturday morning. Everybody else is asleep in my house. So the house is actually quiet, which is kind of nice. But if you watch the video, I look like I'm still half asleep. So I apologize. I was on call at the end of the week. And just a shout out to the beginning of September is a challenging time for most people. It's nice to have kids back in school, but it also creates busyness. It changes schedules. And I don't know about you, but this last week where our kids went back. It's been a bit of a tough week. Last episode, we were talking about finding balance in the podcast. That would be a really good one to go back and listen to. But I just wanted to give you permission to take care of yourself this week, to give yourself space for what you actually need to sometimes stop and just not do anything, even when your brain's telling you there's a lot to do on the to-do list. And that's what I did yesterday, because honestly, this last week was kind of a hard week for me. i Felt burnt out before it even started. Not totally sure why, but I got through the week. And then yesterday, I had a whole bunch of stuff on my to do list, including getting this podcast recorded because it's supposed to be done and ready for you guys in a couple of days. And I just didn't do it. I did some work, like medicine work that I needed to do, did my rounding, got my notes finished, all that kind of stuff that I had to do. And then I decided to just let myself have a day where I did the stuff that would actually help me feel better. 
And so I had a nap in the morning. I'd been up fairly late the night before with the delivery. So I did my medical work I had to do. And then I was kind of tired and cold. And so I had a bath and I had a nap, which was lovely at like 11 a.m. And then I went out to the lake for a little bit and just sat on the dock and read. And then I came home and I had a run in the evening before dinner time, which was really lovely. And I actually post about this on social media. Head over to at Dr. Siobhan Key, D-R-S-I-O-B-H-A-N-K-E-Y, if you don't follow me on social media. But it's interesting, while I was running, I'm like, why don't I do more things like this on Friday afternoons? The Friday, we often come rushing right into, thank goodness, it's Friday at 5 p.m. Now I just need to collapse and relax. And that's often what I do is it's like, okay, I'm off call now. We're just going to like hang out and relax. But then you end up spending your whole Friday evening feeling tired versus going for that run at 5 p.m. instead and getting outside with something that I know is restorative. And I'm not saying you need to start running on Friday afternoons, but doing something that you know is restorative meant that I felt like I had energy, that I kind of wrapped the week's stuff up and then I had energy. So I'm going to try that a little bit. Anyways, just a little idea for you. Permission, take care of yourself. Even if it means things on your to-do list aren't getting done right away. Second thing is consider how you handle If you struggle with eating on weekends, consider how you handle that Friday evening, that transition from like work to time off and ask yourself if there's something you can do that's more restorative before you sit down and relax for the weekend. Okay, we're talking about what if you think that you can't be successful in weight loss, that maybe there's just something that will mean you will never be able to lose weight. And I can tell you, I have vivid memories of driving to work for years (laughs) with this thought. I'm like, I'm trying to do this, but I just keep messing up. Maybe I just can't. Or I'd have periods of time where I felt like I'd eaten fairly healthy and the scale wasn't moving. And so I'd be like, maybe this is my set point. Maybe my body just can't lose any more weight. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I should just stop trying. All of these thoughts I vividly remember. Really, my drives to and from work in the years I was trying to figure this out really were spent thinking, and obsessing when I look back on my weight. And if that's you, you're not alone. I've been there and I remember that vividly. And a lot of the physicians I talk to when they're considering joining Thrive Academy for physicians have a similar story of they're like, I've tried everything. I'm not sure if I can actually lose weight. And I think that this is a big barrier when we're talking about trying something new like Thrive Academy, where you may love the podcast and be like, yeah, this sounds really good, but there can be this thing holding you back from taking that next step to actually get my help and support. And often it's this of like, what if I invest and join that program and I can't do it? And I just want you to know that that's common. And we're going to talk about why we are so disempowered in how we think about our abilities to manage our own weight. But also I have tools at work. I was able to figure it out from going from obsessing during my drives about not being able to do it to actually being able to do it and having confidence. And I've worked with a lot of physicians who had very good reasons why they thought they wouldn't be able to lose weight. And while we worked together, they were able to lose weight because we approach it very differently and we approach it from a very personalized standpoint. And all those little barriers that you might be thinking are in your way, when we work together, we focus on each one of them and we dismantle each one of them or we build paths around each one of them that are very personalized that work in your life. That's the difference. And that's what I'm going to give you information about. Like, how do you actually do that? Where should you be starting inside this episode? When I was thinking about it, like when our brain's like, I don't think I can lose weight. 
if I was to break that down into three themes, number one would be if you're thinking, I just don't think I can stick to anything long enough to lose weight. That would be a really common thing I hear. Number two is anything I try doesn't work. That's also really common. So I've tried all the different diets. None of them seem to work for me. And number three is my body can't lose weight for some reason. Being on a medication, genetics, my body seems to hold weight. Again, really common for the physicians that I work with. We're going to break each of those down and I'm going to give you practical places to focus for each of them. So I want you to think through which of those do you identify with? Which of those categories do you fit into? And then I want you to think when I'm thinking that I can't lose weight, what am I actually basing it on? What evidence is my brain using to show me that I can't lose weight? Think about that. And really often what it is, is that we're looking backwards and we're reflecting back to our previous weight loss experiences to decide if we can be successful in the future. Now, this is really tricky when it comes to weight and eating because how we've been taught to manage our weight, how we've been taught to manage our eating has not been with sustainable tools. So diet culture tells us we should just start a diet pick a diet, and then that weight should just like whoosh, flow off, just like melting butter. It should just fly off without us working or struggling or making mistakes. The problem is, is the same diet culture that tells us that's how weight loss should go also has taught us that when that doesn't happen, we should assume that the problem is us, that we messed up. So we've spent our lifetime thinking that it's something we are doing wrong And we haven't been questioning enough of maybe it's how we're trying to do this. Maybe it's the way we've been taught. Maybe it's the way that everybody else in the world talks about weight and eating that is actually the problem. Maybe the problem isn't with you. Maybe the reason why you can't look back and have evidence of being successful in the way you want to be successful with this is only because you haven't been taught good ways to do it. I want you to think about that. What if that lack of evidence has nothing to do with you? What if when you look back at your past history with eating and weight, what you actually see is an individual that was working really hard, but just hasn't found the right tools yet. And I say that with a lot of compassion because that's how I now look back at my weight loss struggles. I see that version of me that was overweight, feeling ashamed, beating herself up, feeling out of control around the foods like the French fries. But she kept showing up. She kept trying. She had put a ton of work in. She had invested a whole lot of energy in. She just didn't have the right tools yet. And once I found those tools that actually worked, all that energy I'd been investing started to pay off. And then I was able to build new evidence about how my body handles weight. And I can tell you that that really changes now when I do hit a patch where I'm like, oh, like I've gained a little bit of weight or some old eating habits have come back. Now that I have that evidence of I can create change, I've got tools that work for me. I know how to problem solve these obstacles. I don't have to get upset when a little bit of weight comes back or if I catch myself having some old eating habits. All I need to do is put into place the new tools. So this is the power of changing that backstory and recognizing that the way you've been taught to do this 
hasn't worked and there's reasons why it hasn't worked. That's not a failure on your part. And I'm kind of hammering this point home because if you keep holding it on as this is a failure on my part, I haven't been successful because I fail at this. I want you to think how that's going to impact you moving forward. If you carry it forward and you're like, I fail at this every time I try it, that is going to impact how it feels to make change, how it feels to take all the little actions in your day that hopefully will get you to your goals. And it also is really going to impact you when you perceive that you've made a mistake. It will set you up for feeling like you're failing now when you have that belief that you always fail. And when you feel like you fail now, you're far more likely to have the big swings where you're like, okay, I'm all in, I'm being super careful, or I'm all off and I fell off the diet or whatever you say to yourself. So how we talk to ourselves about this and working on dismantling this belief of I don't think I can actually lose weight is really, really important, no matter how you go forward in your own weight loss journey. The problem is not with you. If you've struggled with this, it is not your problem. It's not your fault to hold. It's how you've been taught. The solution then becomes we have to do this differently. We have to work on learning new tools. We have to work on how we're thinking about the journey, how we manage our mind around food, how we look and understand the drivers behind any eating that we're doing. That's the solution to move forward. Now, if you're in the category of I can't stick to it, if you feel like no matter what I do, I just can't stick to it, I can hang on for a couple of weeks and then I always end up falling off, the answer to that is to work on building consistency. You do not have to stick to anything perfectly, but you do need to focus on being consistent with the eating changes that you're trying to implement. Now, you might be thinking, okay, Siobhan, that's really great, but how do I actually do that? So my big points for this, my big advice for this is part of the reason why it's hard to stick to anything for too long is we're trying to stick to stuff we don't want to do. (laughs) We're trying to stick to plans where all the food we've loved is removed and we're trying to just come to terms with, well, I guess I never get to eat that thing again and I just have to buck up and keep going. That's not going to be sustainable, right? Like that's going to set you up for not being able to stick to it. So we need to flip that on its head and instead plan a journey, make plans, design a system for yourself where you actually want to follow it. And this is the really important piece, not want to follow it for a few weeks, not think you can psych yourself up and hang in there and go for a month or two or hope you can do it till you reach your goal. You need to design a way of eating, a way of approaching your weight that you can enjoy following for the rest of your life. This is the reality. There is no finish line. I'm five years into maintaining my weight loss and it is still something that I need to stay focused on. I live life in a body that holds weight really easily and can regain weight really well without a long time of being inconsistent. So five years in, I still need to be focusing on following that way of eating that I actually like. And that's the important piece is it's not onerous if you like what you're doing. But this is where diets have totally messed us up is they taught us, well, just do what it takes to lose weight, figure it out at the end. That doesn't work. From the very beginning, design your way of eating where you actually want to follow it. And inside Thrive Academy for Physicians, I teach this 
in a concept called the eating blueprint. So I teach you how to design a customized diet-free way of eating. And then the second piece to the consistency, so you got to like what you're doing. Second piece is you need to start addressing the underlying drivers. So even if you like what you're doing, you can still find yourself eating the food that doesn't work for you. So when I was first eating low carb, I liked the low carb eating. And yet I still found myself going through drive throughs to eat French fries because I hadn't fully addressed the underlying drivers of why I was wanting to go through the drive through to eat French fries. And it had nothing to do with the French fries. So this is another piece where diet culture has failed us is because it's just told us losing weight is all about the food. And that's not true. The food is a very small piece of the puzzle. The rest of the puzzle is why do we eat when we do? And that's why in this podcast and why in Thrive Academy for Physicians, I spend so much time coaching on things that seem to be totally non-food related, and yet they are really, really important in your weight loss journey. The story I told you at the beginning of this podcast about yesterday kind of throwing my to-do list away or ignoring it so that I could just have some time doing what actually felt good and restorative to me, that is a weight loss tool. If I had pushed through and ignored myself and ignored what my actual needs were and just kept going and finished Friday feeling a little more burnt out, that would influence my eating or it would create more challenges for me to stick to my healthy eating. So a lot of the drivers and the things that you really need to be working on to build consistency and to be able to follow something long term have nothing to do with food. And they're going to seem like they're totally non-food related and yet spending time focusing on them can be very, very powerful in your weight loss journey and they can become essential parts of your weight loss success. The second one was anything I try doesn't work. So if you're in that camp of like, I've tried it all, it's not working. My tips for you are what it's going to take probably is more methodical, smaller changes. So often we do these big swings of like, okay, I'll try this thing. I'll go low carb and that didn't work. And so I'll go back to my normal. And then I'm going to go whole 30. That didn't work. I'm going to go back to my normal. I'm going to go low fat. That didn't work. I'm going to go back to my normal. So we do these huge swings. What actually works is slowing yourself down making your best guess of what you think will work for your body and also what you think you can follow long-term. I went vegan for, was it three months or something? I'd watched some of those documentaries on Netflix and went vegan, enjoyed it. It was an interesting journey to learn how to cook and create flavors and stuff. But ultimately at the end of the day, I'm like, I like meat and long-term, I can't actually see myself not including it in my diet. And so when you're making your best guess of what's going to work for you, you have to consider 20 years down the road, will I be happy eating this? Does this work for me? You also have to think, does it work for my family? If the way you're planning on losing weight is so incredibly different from how you feed your family, then that might not be sustainable in its own right because you end up making two meals and you don't actually have time to do that. And so you have to think like, what is actually going to work? This might feel slightly uncomfortable, what I'm talking about, because we are so used to it being handed to us and being like, oh, just eat this, you'll be fine. But I want you to think, how successful has that been in your life? That, oh, just eat this, you'll be fine, sounds good in the moment, it feels like a relief, but then three weeks down the road, two months down the road, does it still feel like a relief? Is it still working? Ten years down the road, are you still doing that? Probably not. So really thinking, okay, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to make my best guess on what's going to work for my body, my best guess on what I actually will enjoy and be able to follow. And then if it doesn't quite work, 
if I'm not seeing the results I want, then I'm going to make small changes. I want you to think of applying the scientific method to your eating, meaning if everything changes at once, you don't know what the individual parameters, what impact each one had. If you're methodical and you're like, okay, this isn't quite working, I'm going to adjust this one feature. Like I'm going to change my portion sizes. I'm going to change how much extra fat I'm adding to my diet. I'm going to increase my vegetables. I'm going to try just writing my food down. There's all different things you can do. Then you see what impact that has. And that gives you such a more customized approach because over time you will get a really good idea of what are the levers I can pull that will have the most impact in the body that I live in, in my life, when I want to see more results. And you can't get that. You will never get that understanding when we're doing the big flips back and forth. So more methodical, smaller changes. Change one variable at a time, see what the impact is. If it's not quite giving you what you want, change another variable. Just a word of advice that I often share with the members of Thrive Academy for Physicians is usually when we think about, okay, I need to change a variable, what your brain will do is it'll be like, okay, this thing I love most in the world, we'll get rid of that. That has to be the thing we have to get rid of. And I encourage you to question that. Maybe the thing you love most in the world isn't the thing you need to get rid of. Maybe there's other changes you could make that would also have an impact while allowing you to continue to enjoy the thing you love most in the world. So consider that if you're thinking about making tweaks. And that's something I commonly work through with physicians and coaching calls is they're like, okay, I think I need to make a change. I'm thinking about this. And what I help them do is brainstorm and look at all the other things that might actually make a difference so that they can choose the one that feels the best. So imagine that moving forward and being like, okay, I'm choosing this one, not because I think it's the most restrictive and the most diet-like, but I'm choosing it because it actually feels the best. And I think I can follow it with the most ease. It's a different way of thinking about changes to your eating, right? Second part of managing anything I try doesn't seem to work is more patience. It might just be what you're trying will work, but we have such time scarcity embedded in our brains when it comes to weight. And so we think it's not working, but really what we mean is it's not working fast enough. And I want you to think if you're feeling like a hurry to get the weight off, I want you to think how long have you been dealing with weight issues? Most likely for most of you years, a lot of you listening have been dealing with it for your whole life. So thinking about that, if you've been dealing with this for years, can you give yourself a little bit more patience that maybe it's not going to create huge changes in weeks? Maybe the change will happen over months. Maybe the change will happen over years. And would that be okay? I just want you to consider that if you find that being patient is really tough for you. And the third part of the anything I try doesn't work is often really looking at what's your definition of it's working. Because again, that's so skewed through diet culture. I hear from so many people, both in the coaching program, but also in my obesity medicine patients where they're like, I'm not losing any weight. And when we actually look at it, they are losing weight. It's just not fast enough in their minds. So our brains are just such great editors that they're like, I haven't lost any weight, but that might not actually be true. Or another really common scenario is the scale's not moving, but body is changing. They feel they look different in a mirror, clothes fit differently. And yet our brains are so attuned to the scale that they can be like, but it's not working because the scale's not moving in the way I think it should. So really be careful about the definitions you're using and it's working or it's not working because they can really mess you up. If the scale's not moving, but your body's changing, you're being successful. What you're doing is working. And yet if we think 
it's not working because the scale's not moving, that will probably make you give up or at least become inconsistent. And then the changes in your body you were seeing may stop. Our brains are so powerful. They really can get in our way when we're not using them intentionally. So decide to look for the ways that it is working. And that may not be that your body's changing yet, but maybe it's you feel better. Maybe you have more energy. Maybe you don't feel that urge to have a nap in the afternoon. Maybe you're just noticing that you're having fewer cravings. All of those are signs that what you're doing are working. And if you keep going long-term, those changes will help support you in your weight loss journey with patience, with tweaking and making small changes. Okay, number three, the third thing was my body just can't lose weight. So if you're in that category where you feel like there's something about me that means I cannot lose weight. So maybe you look around at the genetics in your family and you're like, everybody develops obesity later in their life. Maybe you look at the medications you're on and you need to be on medications that are known to be weight gaining. Maybe you're in menopause and you know the impact of hormones on managing your weight. All of these are real things. All of these do impact your weight. But does that mean that you can never be successful? I don't think so. I think what it means is we need to honor the fact that all of us have things going on in our body that we can't see. And especially when it comes to weight, it's such a new area of medicine and science to be researched that we're really still in very early stages of understanding it. We all have parts of our body that we don't have direct control over that will influence how our body loses weight, how it stores fat tissue. There's so many different aspects. And the way I like to think about this and the way I teach it to the members of Thrive Academy for Physicians is we all have a black box. Inside this black box in our bodies are things like our hormone levels. It's things like our resting metabolic rate, things like the impact of medications that we're taking, our genetics, what fuels our body likes to burn, when, what places it takes it off of. All of this is in the black box. And The reason why I call it a black box is because we don't have control over it. We can't see into it. We don't know exactly what's there. And the problem is, is we get a little bit up in our body's face and we try to shame it. If you've ever felt ashamed or mad at your body because of how it holds weight, you're in its business. You're focusing on what's in that black box and that's not going to be an effective place to focus because most of the things that are in the black box, you don't have control over. A lot of them are just facts of your body and your body's amazing. You have an amazing body. It is alive and breathing. It is amazing. It does amazing things every day. And we don't have to get in its face for how it was made, how it was structured with regards to how it uses fuel and how it stores fuel. Now, what we can focus on and where you're much better off focusing is on the inputs that you do have control over. Diet culture, even medical school, taught us calories in minus calories out equals the outcome, right? So if you eat this many calories and you burn this many calories, you will lose this amount of weight. Apps like MyFitnessPal still do that where you put in your food for the day and it tells you if you eat this way in five weeks, you will weigh blank. It's all false because what it doesn't take into account is this black box. So instead of calories in, calories out equals your outcome, I want you to view this black box as like a filter. We can put inputs in so we can decide what we eat, how much we eat, the composition of what we eat, meaning like if you're eating low carb, if you're eating low fat, we can add in the physical activity that we're doing. Other inputs that you have control over that can influence your weight would be how well you're sleeping, what you're doing to manage your stress levels. All of those things ultimately can impact your weight. 
but we feed them in and they go through this black box, which essentially is a filter. Your body gets to decide what it does with all those inputs. You don't have control over that. And once it's decided what it does with those inputs, that's when you see the output. You see what happens to your body, what happens to your shape, what happens to your weight. If you feel like there's something in your way, what I really encourage you to do is instead of thinking, okay, if I do this and this, I should be seeing this outcome. Honor the fact that your body's amazing, but it does have this black box. And maybe some elements in this black box do mean that you lose weight differently than other people. And that's okay because we all lose weight differently than other people. All of our bodies handle weight differently than the person beside us. That's okay. Spend your time focusing on what inputs you actually have control over. Focus on building consistency with what you think will work and then be patient. Give your body time to respond to those changes that you've made and see what outcome you get. If that outcome isn't quite what you want it to be, then choose one or two of those inputs to shift a little bit, just like we were talking about before. Give your body time to respond. Let it filter through that black box. Some of these things that your body needs to change or to respond to any changes you make might mean it has to like build new machinery. Like if you go low carb and you want to start using fat as fuel, your body literally has to build new machinery in order to do that. Or it just might mean it's a slow filter. Like if you're in menopause, I think one of the biggest things is that filter is just slower, that the changes you make, you have to be a bit more patient to see the outcome. And you may have to focus on more consistency. So if you are in menopause or you have genetics, it might mean that your kind of allowable range of inconsistency might be smaller than somebody else. And again, that's nothing wrong. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with your body. It's just the way your body is. That's me. And I mentioned this earlier is my kind of wiggle room that I have is fairly small. If I do too much, I easily regain weight. And that's just the body I have. It's nothing wrong with my body. And so one of the big skills long-term of managing my weight is really continuing to work on that consistency working on things when they come up that get in the way of the consistency. So what I wanted to do is just summarize with my overall advice. If you're somebody who's feeling like, I just don't know if I can lose weight. I just don't think I can do it. I want you to think about designing a better journey, meaning the journeys we've been taught to be on are often a bit cruel. They're often non-enjoyable. They're restrictive. You face deprivation and nobody wants to be on a journey like that. You need to design a better journey. You need to design something that's actually sustainable for you. Number two is focus on the long game and be patient, meaning we need to step away from that hurried feeling of like, I'm losing weight, it's got to get done now. And a lot of that losing weight, it's got to get done now feeling is because the way we're trying to lose weight sucks and we don't want to keep doing it. But again, that's faulty thinking. The way you lose weight is the way you need to be maintaining it. So If how you're losing weight gives you that, I got to hurry up and get this done, we need to address that. That's a big issue. We need to create a way where you can feel good and be like, yeah, I can do this for forever. It feels great. I like this food. That then gives you that space to play the long game and be patient, even if your body's not responding right away in the way that you think it should, quote unquote, should. And then number three is focus on the elements in your control. Stay out of your body's business. Ask yourself when you're getting frustrated, am I wasting energy being in my body's business because I can't change that? 
could I shift and just focus on what's in my control? What little change could I make and see if it has an impact on my body? All right. I hope that that was helpful for you. If this is something that you really struggle with, you would be a great candidate to come join us inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. I teach you how to approach weight in a smarter approach that doesn't use diets, where you have the skills that are going to last you long term, where you can actually enjoy the journey of losing weight. And at the same time, your life gets better. It's win-win. And you don't have to worry that I might not be able to do it, that I might fail. Because like I said earlier, any challenge that comes up, we address it. We work on it. We personalize it. That's the power of this program is it's very personalized. It's very customized. So it's not about can you stick to the diet? Can you stick to the program? It's about let's do this differently. Let's set you up for success long term. And that's what I teach you to do inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. Head over to start to thrive. That's start number two thrive.ca. So it's .ca to learn more about Thrive Academy and fill out an application form. And that application form is just so that you can tell me a bit about yourself so that we can start to have a conversation. Step two is we meet and talk privately about what your challenges are, about what your goals are. And I talk to you about how I think I can help in a very no obligation, no pressure situation. There's no risk to filling in an application. It just gives you an opportunity to explore how this program could help you more. So looking forward to seeing your application. We'll talk to you soon. Have a fantastic day. 